The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, and to the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not ministered to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, Holy Mother Church celebrates the last Sunday of this liturgical year, the Solemnity of Christ the King. We celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ is King of Kings, He is Lord of Lords, He is the King of Heaven, He is the King of Earth, He is the King of the Universe. He is a perfect King who is all-knowing, all-loving, and all-powerful. He's a King who loves us more than we could ever be loved by anybody else. And His kingdom is a perfect King kingdom. It's a kingdom of peace where there is no anxiety, no fear, no uncertainty, no fighting. And it's a kingdom of justice. The liturgy today presents us with a very important decision to make. It asks us a fundamental question. Who is your king? Who is your king? And whose kingdom do you belong to? I think it's very challenging to understand and appreciate the concept of a perfect king and a perfect kingdom. In our midst are imperfect governments and leaders who serve as a very poor model that comes nowhere near a perfect king and a perfect kingdom. We look at the public approval and opinion polls of our leaders, 
and the outlook is grim. Not many people would say that they have complete trust and confidence in their leaders at any level of government. There's so many scandals of leaders who use and abuse their power and their authority for personal gain or profit. There are leaders, there are politicians who make and enforce laws which go against natural law and divine law. And in democracy, if we don't like a leader, we simply vote that person out of office in the next election cycle. No wonder secularism is growing in our nation and in our world. If this is our understanding of leadership, our understanding of what a king is or what a kingdom is, if we use the same model of government that we're immersed in in our own nation, if we use the same model of government for the kingdom of Jesus Christ, we will never fully subject ourselves to the authority and power of Jesus Christ in his kingdom. And so many people today, they try to apply democratic principles to the kingdom of God. So many people want to decide for the church what is moral and what's not moral, what is right and what's not right. They want a vote to change the rules of the church the body of Christ himself. I often wonder what the public approval poll numbers would be for Jesus Christ. If there is a poll conducted today in our nation which asked the question, how well do you think Jesus Christ is doing in his role as king? You think it'd be 100%? I don't even think it'd be 50%, honestly. Honestly. And I sincerely believe that there would be, if it's possible, if it would be possible, there would be many people who would try to vote Jesus Christ out of office today and replace him with another king. I have proof of that. The proof is what happened earlier this month in our nation's elections at, at many levels. Millions of Catholics... Millions of people who claim to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, claim to be part of his kingdom, voted to put people into office who will enact laws and enforce laws which go against the kingdom of God. Just don't understand it. And some people, they've already made some other person or some other thing the God of their life. They've replaced the eternal king with an inferior king. Another person, a favorite possession, a bank account, a desire, or power, whatever it may be, it's inferior. So for these reasons, I think it's very difficult for us to understand and to appreciate the concept of a perfect king and a perfect kingdom. I think another reason why it's difficult is because there's really not too many monarchies left in our world today. There's really not too many monarchies, and, and those that do exist, the king or queen or the prince or princess, they have very little absolute power 
and authority over their people. In fact, I, I'm not aware of one single monarchy on this planet. Maybe there is one, but I'm not aware of one single monarchy on this planet where there's a king or queen or prince or princess with absolute power and authority to govern the people. I'm not aware of it. Few of these kings or queens have very little power at all to govern. Most are reduced to some type of figurehead. They're brought out on special occasions to shake hands and give out certificates. And some people have done the same thing with Jesus Christ. They've reduced him to a figurehead. They bring him out on special occasions when it's convenient for them, when it will make them look better to say that they're Catholic. They'll bring him out, but they've given him very little authority in their lives. One of the most interesting things which I witnessed in Rome while studying there occurs every May 6th. It's the anniversary of a day in which 147 Swiss Guard gave their lives in defending the life of Pope Clement VII in 1527 during the sack of Rome. And this remembrance, this anniversary ceremony is, is really quite amazing. It begins with a Swiss Guard band marching out into the middle of St. Peter's Square with some amazing music. And they're followed by the rest of the Swiss Guard dressed up in their beautiful and elaborate and colorful and very unique uniforms designed by Michelangelo himself. So the Swiss Guard march out into the middle of St. Peter's Square and one by one the recruits who are supposed to re-enlist for that particular year, one by one they will come forward and with their left hand they will grab, they will grasp the staff of the Vatican flag. And they will raise their right hand and they'll raise their thumb and two fingers to represent the Holy Trinity and they will swear allegiance to Holy Mother Church, to Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. And St. Peter's Square is pretty big. If you've been there, you'll know just how big it is. It's a very big place. But these Swiss Guard, when they're, when they're shouting out, when they're uh, announcing their allegiance to our Lord, they don't need a microphone. They fill that square with that single voice. They're shouting out at the very top of their lungs. It's so important to them. We, too, need to do the same thing. We need to reaffirm our allegiance as members of the kingdom of God, disciples of Jesus Christ. Father Miguel Pro was a Jesuit priest in Mexico at the age of 36. In 1927, there was official state-sponsored persecution of the Catholic Church in Mexico less than a century ago, on this continent, official state-sponsored persecution of the Catholic Church, less than a century ago, on this continent. It was illegal to be a priest. Father Miguel, he was very wise, very crafty, very talented. He would dress up in these elaborate disguises in order to go and see the faithful, his parishioners. He would go to their homes, 
bring them communion, hear confessions, and so forth. And he began to develop quite a, ro a reputation, kind of like a modern-day Robin Hood figure. He's always uh, evading the authorities. And uh, there's one, one story in which he uh, ran into a police officer who was looking for him, and the police officer didn't even, didn't even recognize him. But eventually, the authorities caught up with Father Miguel, and they really wanted to, to make an important point with Father Miguel. Because he was, uh, he, he was already developing a, a reputation among the, the whole nation about how he was uh, shaming the authorities. So the, uh, the authorities decided to make a public exec execution, which would be uh, recorded on camera uh, by photography. So they planned to have Father Miguel killed by a firing squad, and they brought these photographers out to stand right behind the firing squad to capture the moment in which Father Miguel would be shot and killed. And then these photographs would be circulated throughout Mexico in order to show the people this is what happens for practicing your faith. So they arrested Father Miguel. They brought him to the, to the firing line. And they put him up in, in, in front of a post and the firing squad is ready to, uh, to fire, and the photographers are there to capture that moment. And at the very last second before the soldiers fired, before these police fired on Father Miguel, he holds out his arms as if, as if he's on the cross, an imitation of Jesus Christ on the cross. And he shouts out this, Viva Cristo Rey, long live Christ the King. And then he's shot and he's killed. Well, these photos, as, as well as the story of what happened, especially his last words, they were circulated throughout Mexico and had a very different impact than what the authorities wanted them to have. Viva Cristo Rey. Long live Christ the King. We too are called to make Jesus Christ our King, both in public and in private ways. When I visit homes, I will sometimes see framed, uh, um, a framed scripture verse, a Bible verse in their home uh, from Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, which reads this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a very private way within that family to show who the king of their family is. But I think it's also important for us to show in a very public way who our king is. I remember this great solemnity of Holy Mother Church for many reasons, and it's one of my favorite for many reasons. Uh, and one of those reasons being that in 2001, I remember being in Spokane International Airport, praying Vespers in the Liturgy of the Hours, I was still a medical service officer in the Army. I was getting ready to fly back to uh, Fort Lewis, Washington. And as I was praying Vespers, I was given a very special grace from our Lord, a very special grace, which I remember quite well, a grace in which our Lord was calling me to dedicate my life to serving Him as the King. And so I got back to Fort Lewis, and later that week, I began the paperwork process to resign my commission to enter seminary. 
in order to serve the kingdom of God more fully. We too are called to serve the kingdom of God more fully. And so we have a choice to make today. All of us have a very important choice. And the question is this, who is your king? Who is your king? And which kingdom do you belong to? You can only choose one. Many people are going to choose Jesus Christ as their king. They're going to choose to live in his kingdom. In a few moments, we will hear in the preface of the Eucharistic prayer, we'll hear that preface describe the kingdom of God as being a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love, and peace. And for those of us who choose to serve Christ the King, that is our kingdom. Now, there will be others who choose to serve someone or something other than Jesus Christ as their king. And their kingdom will be very different. If they think that their kingdom will be a kingdom of truth, they need to think again. We need to look at the moral relativism which has inundated our society. And so many people, at the advent of the coronavirus, so many people stopped using reason. and stopped living on emotion instead. We're not surrounded by a kingdom of truth anymore. You think you'll be living in a kingdom of life? Think again. Our nation just elected many officials at many levels who will support and enact laws which attack innocent human life in the mother's womb. We are not living in a kingdom of life in this world. You think it will be a, a kingdom of holiness and grace? Think again. There's so many people pushing an agenda which is very grotesque and perverse in our society. Think it will be a kingdom of justice? Look around. See the scandal. See the corruption. See the lying. Think it will be a, a kingdom of love and peace? Once again, look around. So many people, so many people are serving gods which breed fear and anxiety and uncertainty. Peace in this world? Think again. So there will be some who choose Jesus Christ as their king. There'll be others who choose someone or something else. And then there'll be some who say that Jesus is their king but their actions and words will show otherwise. For them, I would recommend that they read the gospel passage, which we heard. Because in the end, it's not going to work out too well. So what is your decision? Who are you going to serve? You can only choose one. On this great solemnity of Christ the King, as we celebrate Jesus Christ as the King of Kings, as the Lord of Lords, the King of Heaven, the King of Earth, I encourage you to make Jesus Christ the King of your life.
Praise be Jesus Christ.